What's good, America? It's your boy Sherman Obed back here once again on What's the Word Entertainment. We're back in action, Obed. Good to see you, my friend. What's going on with you, homie? Locked and loaded, back in the seat. Doing pretty good. How about yourself, sir? Chilling, man. Chilling like a villain on penicillin. You already know, ready to rock. Football is upon us. We are in the preseason. College football is going to be coming up in a few weeks. Um, baseball playoffs will probably will be beginning soon. Man, a lot is going on around the world. Um, everything is just, you know, we're winding. Summer's actually winding down, which is crazy. Schools are about to be back in session. It's right. like, damn, dude, 2022 is flying by, bro. Right. Um, so much going on. I mean, heck, the lottery was even out of control a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> the Megan yeah, I'm surprised we didn't win. I mean, I, mean, I play, I didn't play, but how did I not win? <laughs> you got to, you got to, you got to be in it to win it, like they say, bro. Yo, I, I play. I ain't gonna lie. I play. The funny thing about the lottery, really quickly here, people always, say, oh, you're never gonna win. Oh, you're never gonna win. The funny thing is, though, the crazy thing is, people do win. So you can't say you're does. never gonna. Somebody wins because yeah. yeah. you because to say that you're never gonna win, that means. You're, you're basically insinuating that no one has ever won the lottery before in life. Well, that's a, and that's an absolute false. That's false. And that's yes. that's not true because yes. people have won, and those people who won probably had telling them people telling them you're never going to win. But guess what? Yeah. People can actually win. Case 100%. in point, somebody won this one of the hugest jackpots ever, one point two eight billion dollars. I think it was Ooh. Illinois. I think it was a few weeks ago. I mean, mm-hmm. like imagine getting one point two eight billion. Dollars. Okay. I, I couldn't imagine. What, sure. you, what, what, you, what are you doing? I, I think I've said this before. I'm turning off my phone. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> smart yo, man. yo, T-Mobile, cut my phone off. For how yeah. long? Forever. Forever. I need Ever. a new number. Ever. I'm not even saying forever. Step guys, one, disappear. You know, you know it's a long time. You cut the four off them. Okay. <laughs> Just ever. <laughs> cut it off. Yeah. Right. I don't want nobody finding me. I know my mama ain't gonna find me. My daddy ain't, gonna find, ain't nobody gonna find me. My best. My name. No. I'm out, dude. Put me on America's Most Wanted. They'd be like, missing, America's Missing Persons right there. Yo, I'm telling you right now, dude, I'm out. I'm just I'm just bugging out. Like, mm-hmm. Obviously, I'm going to save. I'm going to invest. I'll probably invest in something dope, like like a sports franchise or something like that. I'd put up some money. That's you know, fair. That's like, fair. Like, I'll put up like, oh, how much is it to put, you know, 5%, get 5% equity in the Buccaneers or something like that? Oh, you need Florida Marlins. Or wh- whatever it is. All right, Florida. Right. <laughs> They're easy. You know, because I'm in Florida, obviously. 200 yeah. million? Got you. Let's go. Right. Put some money down on that. You know, whenever the Miami Dolphins implode, you get a piece of that too. I think they are owned <laughs> by everybody. I think uh, what's it called? Uh, J Lo owns them as well, right? Yeah. Mark Anthony. You know, uh, what is it? I think I think Rick Ross owns a piece of the San Francisco of uh, the the uh, uh, Miami Dolphins. What? I don't know. We'll find out. <laughs> um, personally, just just for America's sake, uh, what you do is you first, just like Sherman said, you go into hiding. Two, you set up an LLC, get you an S corp, get you a living trust. And then get you some professionals who are going to manage all those things for mm-hmm. you and then just live off of the interest. You, you hire an accountant and you hire an attorney. Yeah. Those, those are your two first phone calls. Get you a Michael. What is that? Who, who's the, uh, the dude that was uh, Trump's lawyer? That guy. Uh, Mike, Mike Pence? Is about? No, not no, Mike no, Pence. Um, his, uh, his, his lawyer. I can't remember his name. Uh, but I, know, I know his first name is Michael. <laughs> I forgot. Uh... I can't remember. I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I know what you mean, though. Um, you got to get that guy because you need a lawyer who's ride or die, will lie to the government for you, will take care of all of your dirty work, all right, with a smile on his face. Obviously, he's going to get pinched. You might have to give him up. He might write a tell-all book, but just, you know, take care of the people <laughs> around you. I'm telling you, man, uh, it's it's just wild to have that, even think about having that kind of money. But anyway, let's keep it moving, old bed, uh, as we as we get on here with our, our newest episode here. Um Side side news, uh, the WNBA star Brittany Griner, I'm sure has been in the news, as soon as you know, has been in the news uh, past few weeks. She was arrested and detained in Russia for months now because of illegal um, drug possession in, while in Russia. She was actually sentenced to nine years in prison, um, which is just wild to me. Now, I think you mentioned before we even came on there as more of a political game. <clears throat> excuse me, a political game to kind of barter one of Russia's, um, I guess, detainees that are in the U.S. to kind of do a trade. Per- somebody. Right. Yeah. You know, kind of do a swap here. Is this is what really, really looking at, you know, kind of holding somebody down for, you know, for, for having a little hash, a little wheel vape, whatever on them for nine years, just to kind of get somebody else back. It's, it's kind of, it's kind of crazy to think about it, though. Right. It is kind of crazy to think about, but I, you know, again, you're the celebrity you don't need to have it on you. 
where is your entourage to take this pinch? Mm. You know, that person is just a fine. They don't, they, they got you because they now apparently she's a, like a, a celebrity out there. So I, you know, I don't know anything about that in particular, but um, the idea that she got popped is just, you know, doing something you're not supposed to be doing in a place that I wouldn't even try it. Right. This is like the <laughs> UCLA players that were trying to cuff some stuff in China. Cuff being steal things uh, in China. <laughs> yeah. Just um, just in case we, we for those people that didn't know. Yeah, okay. Maybe gotcha. I don't I don't understand the lingo. Ain't down with the cause. Uh and I just am concerned that we are obviously we can't leave her there. Um mm. that's that's for one. But mm. she did make a mistake in having that stuff on her that I don't care. Like this is this is the lack of lack. What? reality of people don't keep it on you if you know that, it's illegal there that's what i'm saying yo and are you that fiend out you got to take it on vacay with you for a couple of days whether it's the three days a week it's, whatever yo mom. it's not even about fiend out it's that everybody thinks everybody thinks stuff is cool everybody thinks you can just have people are walking around with these pens everywhere mm-hmm. i know people who take it to their government jobs oh my God. right like it's 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 and then kind of sad then, and then you wonder why you got, and they're wondering like, you know, when, when you get bagged, you wonder, oh, what are, I did, oh, you know what I mean? Like, oh, my yeah. bad. Like, dude. Of course you got bagged. Why are you doing, leave it in your house. If there, yeah. there are laws, I'm that's sure it's I'm, about to keep it in your I'm house. That's what I'm saying. Like, like, people yeah. are that fiend out. They got to have it on them at all. They're like, dude, relax. Just wait till you get to the crib. Yeah. Do what you got to do, whatever. Yeah. Like, no one, like, yo, people smoke weed. We get that. Okay. I understand it. No, yeah, whatever. It's, it's, it's around since the 60s, 70s, yeah. like you know hundreds I mean? of years before. You can't wait till you get home. You have to be with, have it with you at all times like that. Like, dude. And then when you get bags, like, that's your problem. That's like, not get uh, now, but I will say that I think the sentencing was just a little much. Nine years. It's like, oh, like, yeah. All right, come that's, on. That's, uh, that's the, really the new Cold War is all that is. You know? But yeah, I think it's just kind of sad that you know if it does turn into some political game like you might like you might, uh, said it's yeah. like yo this is this is what we've come to now especially with Ru- with russia uh you know the, pre- the president shouldn't be worrying about things like this we got yes. enough problems that like mm-hmm. he him having to do this be should be should not be in the media as much as it is but you know media is going to make a spin exactly exactly let's keep it rolling obed um and some other news tennis star serena williams uh, said that she's basically winding down her career. Um, she's kind of evolving, going to evolve away from the game of tennis. Didn't want to say the word retirement, but hey, kudos to yeah, her. Kudos to I her, mean, yeah. she's a she's a wife. She's a mother. She wants to be at home with her, with her family. Right. She's had one of the greatest professional uh, careers in tennis of all time, had, yeah. just of athletes of all time. I mean, and it, and it got me thinking, where would, I mean, as far as, female tennis players obviously she's the greatest of all time mm-hmm. as far as um female athletes i mean i think she's up there maybe with like jackie joiner kersey um mia ham you know billy jean king uh, right. women like that right. but i mean just as far as just greatest athletes period well first of all i'll say greatest tennis athletes even men or women i think yeah. you got to put her in the top five if not top three along with along with guys like nadal federer mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. Djokovic, you know, things like that. Right, yeah. But I mean, I think she's just one of the period, one of the greatest athletes of all time, period. I would agree with that. I would agree. That's it. She's we've talked about the best athletes of all time many times here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm pretty sure multiple guests had her in at least the top 15, if not the top 10, right. uh, alone just for listen, she won, she won, I think you know, it was Australian Open while pregnant. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> what what more can you ask for? You know right. what I mean? Like right, right. Um, you know, if I think of the mama mentality, I definitely think of Serena Williams. I feel like she falls underneath that that umbrella of the recipes, Kobe. The idea of a relentless competitor who just like could not be stopped. Mm-hmm. You will have to become a freight train because I am an immovable object. Hundred um, percent. You know, so yeah, I'd have her in the, I'd have her in my top ten easily for overall athletes and female athletes. Like I did, I did love uh, FloJo. Yeah. Nobody has broken. She's the fastest woman ever, and mm-hmm. nobody can say that. Yeah, yeah, man. I mean, like I said, dude, Serena is definitely one of a kind, one in a, once in a generation type of athlete that we've seen to come across our screens. Um, and you know, kudos to her. Like I said, I hope she rides off to the sunset. You know, and um, possibly gets another gets another uh, Grand Slam before she goes out. You know, and gets the record at twenty four. We'll just see how that goes. Let's keep it going. Uh, Obed, um, quickly, let's touch on the NBA on some unfortunate news of which most of the community may know about. Celtics legend Bill Russell recently passed away at the age of eighty eight years old. Sure, 
uh, anyone who is a uh, NBA uh, basketball NBA fan surely knows the name Bill Russell, uh, being one of the greatest players uh, in the, the game has ever seen, winning 11 titles in 13 years. Um, I mean, he did things that were just unparalleled, just not even just on the court, but off the court as well. Just being, you know, uh, a civil rights activist, you know, um, just breaking down barriers of all sorts. Um, I mean, and, that, and then actually the, the NBA announced today that they're going to be retiring Bill Russell's number six jersey across the league. So that way no one will ever wear the number six again in honor of Bill Russell. Now, currently, I think a couple of players are wearing, most notably LeBron James wears number six. Yeah. I think even, um, who is it? Uh Christophe Porzingis wears number six. So they'll be grandfathered in kind of similar to in baseball when Jackie Robinson's number 42 got retired. Right. Excuse me, guys like uh, Mariano Rivera and Mo Vaughn kind of were grandfathered. They were allowed to keep it. But once Mm -hmm. they were done with it, they're not going to issue it anymore. But yeah, man, um, just kind of just 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 quickly Bill Russell's kind of impact on the game. And, you know, perhaps maybe where do you sign to see him as one of the greatest basketball players of all time? Um, Man, it's so hard because and uh, people always skewer first off you know rest in peace uh you know mm-hmm. a great person bill russell always had uh very positive and poignant things to say when he was asked oh, off the mm-hmm. cuff he didn't really pull a lot of punches which i can appreciate yeah um, and just spoke with the utmost class too i gotta say right right exactly he understood his place in the in the role of of not just basketball but in life as well which mm-hmm. is, you know something that's hard to say for a lot of people because some people just go through life like that um as far as where I put him in the top 10, it's tough because, or in the list of the top players, it's hard for me because I agree with Gilbert Arenas when he said uh, that the previous year's basketball player couldn't even fathom the kind of moves that are being done now. Like, do we were alive to remember when streetballing was a thing? And then this kid comes from Europe and introduces us to the Euro step, right? Like we'd seen so many different streetball moves. We had not seen that one right like and mm-hmm, then that mm-hmm. one transcended and just became like you know, sham god whatever but these yeah, the, ooh, the, you know guys. like yeah. the just what would yeah i i respect the pistol pete maraviches of the world you know the the mm-hmm. uh bill walsh's and all that uh, uh what's the name uh luke walton and of the world you know what i mean bill, but like, bill walton bill walton bill walton, bill walton mm-hmm. the world. uh but you know the idea that they compared to who our current athletes are today it's it's hard for me to rank them together for their era he for his era he was a freak of nature he's probably at least the best athlete pound for pound unless you compare him to like Muhammad Ali or something yeah I mean he's definitely the winningest basketball player of all time you know winning two straight NCAA championships including 55 consecutive wins winning a uh, Olympic gold medal winning going to 12 NBA finals and winning 11 11 of them including the last two as a player coach and being the first NBA's first black coach I mean that's just an astonishing career right it's right, un- right there yeah when which people I talk don't about- think yeah sorry okay, okay. no no I'm saying like when we, when we tell people about Tom Brady and like what we watched was like not human that's mm-hmm. that's what you're talking about with Bill Russell literally yeah. go walking go <laughs> Right, right. I mean, yeah, as far as winning, yeah, Tom Brady is right there. It's winning, you know, but you can say just because you win doesn't make you better than everyone. I think we can, you and I both can say that, but, you know, 100%. I think Bill Russell will still be, will always be in the top 10, if not top five greatest NBA players uh, of all time. Just, you know what I mean? Yeah. He accomplished so much, but yeah, like I said, um, the NBA is going to be retiring his jersey well-deservedly. So I think the only player, other player to me, that would be deserving of that, of course. You know, I'm gonna, you know what I'm gonna say, MJ, of course, yeah. changed the game as we know it. So yeah, but uh, shout out to uh, the NBA for doing that, and uh, Bill Russell, rest in peace. Um, and other news in the NBA, I don't know if you saw this, Obed, but the NBA uh, or oh, Canada is actually saying that NBA players must be vaccinated or have medical clearance still to play in Canada this, for this upcoming season. Now, obviously, with the COVID and everything of the past couple of years, we've, you know, we've seen where there's been state restrictions. Most of the states have kind of pretty much put a kibosh on everything. Um, but yet, Canada is still requiring proof of vaccination or, or exemptions for players to play in, the, in their state. So I feel like... Canada is just behind the ball on this. I mean, is it just something that, you know, it should, should this still be a thing, Obed? Because pretty much everywhere else is allowing this to happen, you know? 
I can understand every location is deciding what they want to do for their country and their people. I'm 100% behind that. I'm for it. Um, mm. I, I will tend to agree with Canada on this one. That okay. the least you can do is just get a vaccination. Like at this point, enough people have gotten the vaccination that it has not killed them. That And the idea right. that you not wanting to get it, while I'm not telling anybody to go and get it, is your personal decision. I value you having mm. your personal decision and doing that as you want. But again, this is a sports team. Mm. This is a country. This is how they want to put. Plus, you, you have to think about this. They want to try to stem as much of this as they can, right? Most places have just decided they're going to move forward. There are mm. still uh, mass exposures of COVID. Everybody just thinks that because we've learned to live with it, that's okay. You can eradicate diseases. We have done it before. You can eradicate viruses. We've done it before. Mm. Um, I, I think that knowing down the line they want to host a world cup and that's just going to be so much money for them they want to do everything they can to make sure things are good confident they can open up stay open whatever they've done has worked for them then they're keeping it moving forward there's already like some new virus that's coming you know obviously because there's just viruses that come out all the time now uh, out of china so like they probably have the idea that maybe they want to get uh, ahead of this next fall winter season because if you can get ahead of it you keep things clean you can stay open right mm. if people just are like screw it we don't care so be it when it was in the deeps of the pandemic people were going to mexico to tulum and people were getting tons of COVID out there and they didn't care uh-huh. right they're gonna yeah. do what they're gonna do right i'm just thinking you know it's i'm just kind of wondering you know i get it you know by all, by all means have safe have health and safety protocols you know and try to kind of get this thing kind of un, you know this thing under control i'm not saying anything against in that what i mean is kind of similar to how it was so um obscure in like in new york um some time ago where kyrie irving was allowed to be in the arena in Brooklyn, sit on the sidelines with cheering his team up, but yet he could not play in the game because he was a New York employee and New York employees had to be vaccinated, uh, you know, to, to partake, partake in their, in their employment. I just, it's just kind of an obscure uh, ruling that I think that Canada should just make a decision on at some point. Like I said, now you're, I, 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 I'm not disagreeing with you about, you know, Hey, if you want to play, just get vaccinated. Right. I'm a great, that's, that's fine. But I, for everything else, and just this one kind of nation is just saying, all right, you know what? You can't, you can't play here if you're not vaccinated. I think at some point you have to, and it's only like a couple people in the NBA that's going to affect most of the players in, in the NBA are vaccinated and have been right. vaccinated. You know what right. I mean? So yeah. it's not going to affect, it's not going to affect, you know, uh, you know the majority of the group, so it's only a no. handful. I, I would say. I think most teams are have been fully vaccinated, if I'm not if I'm not mistaken. So, but I just uh, I just thought it was kind of weird that they're still implementing this rule for for their for these guys in the NBA. That's all. No, that's fair. That's fair. But um, and nonetheless, let's keep it rolling, Obed. Um, I know we got some NBA. I mean, excuse me, some uh, NFL to discuss. We're going to start our divisional breakdown with the East this week. But first and foremost, we have to talk about the probably the biggest news in the NFL within the past few weeks is the status of Deshaun Watson, the Cleveland Browns QB, who has been at the forefront of the news in the NFL, who had faced 24, I believe, 23, 24 civil lawsuits for um, sexual misconduct against 24 different women now i think he was brought down to 23 and he settled 22 out of 23 cases um he has been recently suspended for six games for this upcoming 2022 nfl season this came down by uh disciplinary officer sue l robinson not by the nfl um and they found that there was not there was a lack of evidence to warrant any sort of further suspension. Uh, it was it stated that it was, um, I guess, how would I put it? It was not enough, not enough for them to adhere to any serving a strenuous suspension because there wasn't enough evidence to warrant any sort of sexual misconduct. Now, I think it's been noted that the NFL has been stating that they would be in favor of a year-long suspension now, obviously, there's a lot of criticism that he's only got six games. But if we actually take it back to the 2021 Obed, remember he would he didn't play at all last year. 
he there was a pretty much a self-imposed suspension by the Houston Texans, which he was a member of last year. He was a healthy scratch each and every game. So in actuality, he's pretty much going to be out for over a year, the NFL, right? Yeah. So it's kind of almost the same. I get it. The they want him to be disciplined for at least a year. I get okay, yeah. but he's been out of the game for over a year. So, yeah. what is your take on the suspension? Is was it did they get it right? If not, did they get if they got it wrong? Should it be longer? Should it be shorter? Um, and what do you think? Did the will the NFL kind of step in, step in here and appeal the judge's decision? Uh, so yeah, I mean, wild for uh, really wild for people to think that there was going to be any longer than six games to be quite honest, uh, because this judge Sue Robinson did her job, looked at the other times that there have been uh, the situation of domestic violence associated with the, uh, you know, misconduct of a player in the NFL and the ways that the NFL disciplined those people. And Mm -hmm. no one ever got more than six games. Yes. Ray Rice did get suspended indefinitely, Mm -hmm. but he appealed it and it was overturned. He just couldn't get a job. Okay. So the, there and that was only one case because they have videotaped evidence they don't have videotape evidence in this one and if mm-hmm. you go down the, the league has not had too many of these they've been i'm just going to read a, a couple here for you sure, michael sure. Pitt, michael Pittman of the tampa bay buccaneers june 22nd 2004 domestic violence violation three games uh dwayne carswell tight end denver broncos october 18 2004 domestic violence one game uh tennessee titans brad hopkins in 05 one game uh, Ricky Manning, Chicago Bears cornerback, one game. You know, there is there is a very lengthy, going very far back where you only get one game or nothing at all because of famously Josh Brown, the former kicker from the Giants, was abusive to his wife. Nothing was ever done about that. Mm. Uh, so, you know, hard for, I, I have to side with the judge here and say that she did her job. The NFL needs to take its power and do their job, which okay. is to suspend for a year. But you're right. I mean, I don't know if he was suspended or more so the Texans were playing games with him over this whole him wanting to, you know, uh, sign somewhere else. Um, I, I, I mean, because now Roger Goodell, the commissioner of the NFL, has says that there is enough evidence to warrant a suspension for at least one year. Um, but now here's the thing. They gave up control over these matters to a disciplinary hearing and judges where they, you know what, these matters are too, quote, I guess, too much for them to handle. So they said, all right, court judges, you guys handle this stuff. We'll handle the, you know, the, the, the drug violations, you know, the violence, yeah, things like that. Right. But now it's almost like, whoa, now you want to step and say, whoa, 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 y'all, you, I don't think we got, you don't think y'all got this right. Let us, let it, maybe let us do something. It's either you want the power or you don't want the power. Make up your mind here. You know what I mean? That's where my I, thing is now. I agree. They, I agree. Right. But I guess that I'm, I'm, I was surprised that it was not longer than six games because of the, all of the accusations. Like it, it was 24 cases he was facing. Yes. You know what I mean? That's what, it was just the severity of it and the, the, yeah. the magnitude of, of the, of the situation. Now, I will say this, that you're con- when you made the comment about you can't give up the power, withhold the power, they never gave up the power, right? There's still an opportunity for the NFL to come in and make a final and binding decision on this. Um, mm. And so, you know, maybe there's a false sense of security that you do have your own your own power in this if you say you want an arbitrator and Deshaun Watson most famously recently just said hey I'll, I'll serve an eight-game suspension and get, pay a five billion dollar penalty and they're just like hey that's not how we're going to do business you're not going to give us a slap on the wrist knowing that well maybe they were acting in bad faith you know him his contract being signed for only one million dollars uh for the first year thinking hey I was only going to miss like this minuscule amount of money mm-hmm. um now Let's say they do take back control, Sherman. What do you think the backlash would be? Um, I think it's gonna be it's gonna well, I think first of all, as far if if they take just take back control for that is they're just gonna seem like they're inept. They don't know what they're doing, you know what I mean? For kind of how do I say kind of giving it away and taking it's like make up your mind, NFL. Make up your mind, Roger Goodell. What do you want to do in these cases? But the thing about it is though. They, I feel like they take other matters more serious. Look at um, the guy in from Atlanta, the Atlanta Falcons receiver who got suspended for for gambling. Um, Calvin Ridley. Ca- Calvin Ridley. Yeah. For betting on a phone app on a for on a game. 
Got he bet year. on him. He bet on his team to win. Got a, got a, got a year. Him. Listen, got a year. that team was – they were losers. I don't know why he was gambling on his own team. Yeah, first win. of all, he, he's just an idiot for doing it and getting yeah. back. Like, you're my um, man. You couldn't let somebody else log into it for yeah, you? Yeah, let somebody you're, log you're, in. And like, you're an idiot. Yeah. I'm sorry. Just, yeah. <laughs> you're just like, dude, come on. Um, but the fact of the matter is, so you want to compare – you want to give this man a year for betting on his team, yet yeah. you want to give Deshaun Watson a year for supposed alleged domestic uh, or, or sexual misconduct in 24 different cases. You have hard this evidence. Was, you have hard witnesses. Yeah, hard this, witnesses. this is yeah. which is way more severe than betting on the team. This Martavis is why Bryant got a year for drugs and so did Darren Waller for drugs. You know what I mean? And but yet there's they they don't know what they're doing. This is why and they and they I feel like they don't take things like this as serious as they should be. Case in point, like I said, with the betting. I thing. wonder. I wonder why. Let's think of the makeup of the. Sorry, good job. Let's think of the makeup of the NFL owners. I wonder why they don't take this stuff seriously. <laughs> but, I wonder. And it, right, and look at. I'll give you. I'll give you a one more example of how, I think that they should relinquish their power and let. let I let outside people kind of do it, but yet there should be more more severity and punishment. Major League Baseball, it, with Pete Rose, he was banned from the from baseball for life. For making bets but there are guys like you said who commit who do drugs who commit domestic violence and things like that of nature cheat the game itself but yet all right you'll you'll be out for a couple of games and you're, you're welcome back it's the wishy-washiness of ownership and and, and leagues trying to say that they care about people and these individuals and want to do what's right and stand up for people and have a vo- who, who need a voice and want to have a voice and things like that but yet don't make any real change and don't make any real effort and put any real effort excuse me into these matters yeah. like i said deshaun watson i i have if they would have suspended him for a year or if they do still do let's say the nfl comes in and appeals it and they do suspend him for a year I don't really necessarily have a problem with it, but I, like I said in the beginning of my, uh, uh, when we brought this, when we brought this topic up, he was out all of last season. So he's already been out for a year. So now he's getting an additional six games. So he's getting tech. So he's going to be out for over a year. Maybe he should be out, you know, eight games this year. So maybe half the season. Um, But I think this man missed two years of his life at the peak of his life. Right. Right. And I think that is a, severe punishment i think i think that is like i said he settled 23 out of the 24 cases maybe maybe all 24 are done now um but what shows me you know so there's nothing really else to kind of pursue legally in that reaction so but looking at the first six games obed um what do you think the browns kind of look like so they've got the panthers they're at the panthers to start the season they've got the jets the steelers at home they're at the falcons and home against the chargers and your patriots out of those first six games without Deshaun Watson, they probably win two out of that, you know, against Jets and Falcons, probably, right? I mean, I think they have a chance against the uh, the Carolina Panthers because while the Panthers will have a healthy uh, uh, Christian McCaffrey, Carolina Panthers are are ass. Um, so you know, <laughs> I have to I have to assume I have to assume that the better coaching, knowing if they put uh sam darnold out there you're gonna get picks you knowing if you put mm. baker mayfield out there you know how much you know everything about him right. you know everything and true, he knows true. everything about you but i have true. a feeling you'll be able to stop him um i have to give them a chance in that game to be starting two and oh regardless of the quarterback uh for pittsburgh pittsburgh isn't losing to them so you know no, no they, two they, and they, one. they should not they should yeah. not. yeah uh you go to atlanta you might be able to pick up a game and be three and one yeah, you I know, mean, you still got Jacoby Brissett. Well, I guess would probably be starting those games, right? It's still because of Jacoby Brissett, but again, Atlanta's going to be a, a dumpster fire as well. All four of these teams that they open up with are all bad teams, right? So mm-hmm. it's hard for me to be like, well, how are they going to perform? Because the matchups are, pardon my French, um, but they they're not going to win the next four games. Hell, they might not even win the next next seven games. Their next opportunity to win a game might be December fourth against Houston, and that's in Houston after you just got your butt whooped by Tom Brady. So. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's it's gonna have, definitely be rough for the for the Browns for for yeah. sure for sure. But let's keep it rolling, Obed. Uh, let's get into our divisional breakdown. We're gonna start in the East. We'll do the uh, AFC East as well as the NFC East. So looking at the AFC East, well, of course we got to start there with uh, my Buffalo Bills and of course your New England Patriots. Let's um, go Buffalo. 
Yes, sir. Whoa, I can't believe a Patriots fan just said that. Oh, man, let's go. Uh, so, obviously, the Bills are coming off that tough loss last year in the divisional matchup against the uh, Kansas City Patriots. Kansas City Chiefs, excuse me. Um, they won that division just a game ahead of your Patriots. I'm expecting that. I'm, ex- I'm ex- actually expecting the same outcome here. I think the Jets are trash, obviously. The Dolphins are, you know, kind of making smooth. They picked up Tyreek Hill, but Buffalo. I think that was the biggest move, obviously, for them this offseason was getting uh, Vaughn Miller away from L.A. Yeah. Um, he's possibly trying to recruit OBJ to come up to Buffalo, who is still in, who is still a unsigned free agent at the moment. He's, he's not still, leaving L.A. Why would I go? I'm not leaving L.A. for Buffalo. Right. They're expecting big things from Josh Allen this year in Buffalo. Um, you know, but you know, Travis White coming off that ACL tear. Yeah. It's going to be a hard comeback for him. Um, what well, we're supposed to have some Gabriel Davis magic uh, this year where, you know, mm-hmm. we got brought in Jamison Crowder. Hopefully that wide receiver core is yep. going to be a little stout there. It's upsetting. You don't have Cole Beasley, but maybe not because he's like pretty crazy and anti-vax. Um, yeah. but, um, they did uh, OJ Howard as well, too. Um, right. Right. What do you what do you what do you think the outcome is here for uh, for the Bills this season? Because I don't think a lot of I think Vegas has them has the favorite going uh, to the bowl from the, uh, the AFC. This is my understanding that this is supposedly a Buffalo uh, year. Um, I mean, you know, it seems like Buffalo or excuse me, the AFC is now the place where you have the roller coaster of who might represent. And the NFC seems to have some stalwarts that could like just challenge all the time. Um, we'll see what happens after Tom retires. I, I could see the Bills winning 12 games. You know, I it's it's not a hard schedule. But that doesn't mean it's easy, you know, closing out against the Patriots are going to obviously have them earn it that game. Um, but, you know, this could these guys could be rolling as early as November, uh, knowing that they have to be able to keep up with the likes of the Chiefs, the likes of the Packers, uh, the Vikings as well. Um, you know, their schedule softens a bit, but, you know, these guys yeah. are going to need to learn to be pedal to the metal. Yeah, they've got a pretty... I would say upper tier schedule of the first portion of the first six weeks. I mean, they're starting the year at LA against the defending Super Bowl champion Rams um, in Thursday night football. You got, you got Tennessee, Miami, Baltimore, Pittsburgh, Casey, as you mentioned, you get a bye, then you still got to go to, and you got and you got a green Bay with Aaron Rodgers. So, you right. know, you kind of kind of tear off towards the end there, as you mentioned. So yeah, it's a pretty significant uh, schedule in the first half of the year for sure. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm expecting Buffalo to win the division again, and I'm sure as hell hope they're going to be representing the AFC, uh, in the Super Bowl, of course, um, your Patriots, uh, obey. Tell me a little about the Patriots and what, what, what's the, uh, what's the upside? What are they looking like this 2022 season? Um, I've never in my almost 30 years of fandom thought that the Patriots were, um, a dumpster fire. I won't, I won't use that term. We're watching them play in preseason right now. The defense is going to be good. Obviously, Bill Belichick is going to have a very well-organized, very uh, uh, knowledgeable team. Mm-hmm. Offensively, I'm a little concerned about what's going on here. You know, uh, first and foremost, I didn't want to miss this opportunity to congratulate one James White on a fantastic football career as he did retire today from the NFL had a hip mm-hmm. injury last year uh, and he's been out ever since it's uh, it is tough sledding in the NFL but to say that you were able to play eight years all for one team uh, rush 355 times for 1424 yards and 16 touchdowns you know be a dynamic pass pass catcher he had 123 targets in 2018 on an 87 751 and seven line dude was a beast he should have won a super bowl mvp in atlanta because he went 14 for 110 yards and one touchdown receiving and then he went six to 29 for two touchdowns on a rushing line with a game-winning touchdown but everybody just wants to give it away to suit this is the same thing with daryl williams daryl williams should have won they shouldn't have given it to patrick Mahomes. but i digress uh the Patriots should look like a solid fundamental team. Another year step forward for Mac Jones. They're going to put a little bit more on his plate, especially if he's going to be coaching the offense from a player's position mm-hmm. with the likes of Matty P who might only know defenses uh, offenses being good because of all the ones that scored on his defenses uh, and Joe judge, who is an idiot. <laughs> is a special teams not even this man was our wide receivers coach when our wide receivers weren't even good that season. So what is he doing being a head coach? Welcome to the NFL, people. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I think they are the second team in this division. I think they'll play some good defense. But if you look at their schedule, it is daunting. 
I mean, it is not, it's not one to scoff at. You've got Miami and the Steelers early. Those are away games, right? Then the Ravens come to town. Then you got to go play the Packers. Uh, it's, it's again, being paired up against the uh, NFC North is kind of nice and the AFC East because a lot of those teams aren't really that good. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, going to get their butt whooped by the Colts. I assume they're going to get the butt whooped by the Vikings. Uh, and knowing that you got to play the Bills and the Cardinals back to back before really you run through the AFC West with what's going to be the light show is a mm. tough schedule. Ooh, Tom Brady, yeah. as their quarterback, I think they have a chance to try to play for the division. Okay. This is a second place schedule and you be careful to teetering in third if the yeah. Dolphins put together a good roster. Mm, okay. Speaking of the Dolphins, you know, they're, they made some noise this offseason, picking up quite a few guys. Um, quite a few guys. I, most notably Tyreek Hill grabbing him away from the Kansas city chiefs. Um, you know, their offense is looking better. You know, they've got a stud over in, in the other side of the, all the receiver core with Jalen Waddle. Um, they grabbed Cedric Wilson from, from the Cowboys. I think Mike Kosicki's a heck of a tight end who yeah. is starting to come into his own. Tyreek Hill said he's looking fantastic uh, in training camp. You got to say you, that about your guy. Yeah, I, I, which, which is true, which is which is understandable. Yeah. But, um, I mean, what do you think the Dolphins can do here? I think the other Dolphins on the rides, can they make some noise? I mean, uh, last year, what, they finished, what, with nine with nine wins last year? Yeah, I think it was nine. Yep. They went nine and eight last season. Um, what, are you, what are you looking at, like, the Dolphins for the, uh, this coming, coming season? You know, I mean, they're definitely, I think, solidly in third place in this division. Uh, it's They're going to be tested this year with their schedule and some of the new additions. You're expecting Tua to uh, uncork it, try to make some big plays there, because obviously a lot of people think of Tyree Kill as a downfield threat, which he is, but a lot of his stuff was cutbacks, uh, comeback routes, you know, uh, digs, outs. This man is running plays to give his uh, quarterback an opportunity to get the ball in his hands so that mm-hmm. he can then turn around and use the speed uh, which I think would pair well with one of their best additions Josh McDaniels uh, not Josh McDaniels uh, what is this what is their coach's name um oh, I'm keeping it for us oh my gosh oh, right my, I can't even remember my, his name it's it's McDaniel it's McDaniel but I can't Josh remember McDaniels Josh McDaniels no no, no. Josh no, no McDaniels Mike, a, Mike McDaniel Mike Matt, McDaniel. Matt McDaniels Mike McDaniels Mike, Mike, Mike McDaniel. yeah yeah okay yeah. so uh, their coach who is from the uh the Mike Shanahan coaching tree uh, is going to come out here and run this RPO zone scheme blocking, uh, you know, favorable for running backs, which is the reason they signed Chase Edmonds from uh, Arizona, where Mike McDaniel being the, uh, an offensive coordinator for uh, the for San Francisco 49ers will have seen a lot of Chase Edmonds from him being in the same division, takes him along with him to Miami, brings in another speed guy and probably wants to do a lot of fast things uh, on the ground there. Um, if they can get some great, uh, some, a, a step forward and passing from Tua, I mean, I think can be a dangerous team it's mm-hmm. not it is uh surprisingly it's it's a i don't even i wanted to say a, a like a cosine curve here for this schedule but it starts pretty high they've got to play the patriots at home which is usually a good move for them because the Pats don't play well in the florida heat um mm-hmm. they got to go to the ravens then they got to play the bills and they got to play the bengals it could mm-hmm. be shootout city for them for a month easy yeah. uh you know they go to east rutherford and they play the jets uh i will say that the end of their the middle of their schedule softens up it seems to be a lot of teams have a soft middle of the schedule um but their end is not that bad uh it's tough to go on the road three weeks in a row yeah. and have to play the chargers bills and packers um but no, if well, you can oh. they're they're on the road against the niners chargers bills and then back home against the packers oh but still right. those four games yeah. in a row wow yeah <laughs> you know it's it's like i said it, it, it seems to have a soft middle and then they have to try to figure it out at the end but i think the idea is can you get rolling Right. Like the same thing about the Bills. The Bills schedule is the very same way. They have hard games to start out, but then you get a soft schedule. Can you get rolling and be at your peak for when you have to do this? Um, right, that's right. that's going to be the test. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, last in the AFC East is the unthinkable New York Jets. I mean, I think feel like the Jets are just going to jet <laughs> as always. Um, what, what are we what are we kind of expecting here? Um, from Robert Salani's second term here with, with second year with with the New York Jets um, they're looking at Zach Wilson to kind of evolve here um, they mean they didn't really get too much in free agency not more you know they did a, they did a heck of a job in the in the draft I will give them that they picked up Garrett Wilson out of Ohio State 
Um, they got uh, Sauce Gardner as well, too, in that, in that first round. Um, where was Sauce Gardner? From Cincinnati. Um, so they, they drafted phenomenal. So I like what they did in the draft. But do we really see the Jets kind of moving forward here in 2022? Um, no. In the last 24 hours, the Jets have signed Makai, or excuse me, have signed Dwayne Brown, who's 37 year old and has bad knees and a bad back, to replace Makai Becton. Uh, there, I think he was the 2021 draft pick, 2020, excuse me, 2019 draft pick that just hasn't mm-hmm. gotten healthy. Um, uh, and they're going to have to move George Fant back to right tackle. Um, it's going to be bad. <laughs> their offensive line have just gone to crap overnight mm-hmm. and it sucks too because they have a guy like Brees hall they drafted who's a great run, running back who really do some good things for them um Brees but hall, that's yeah. yeah that's that's probably not gonna happen i mean the ball's gonna have to be out quick so homie hopper excuse me excuse me zach wilson the homie hopper uh is uh going to have to figure out a way to get the ball out quicker uh and maybe scr- scramble around a little bit i don't think it's gonna be good but We'll yeah, see what happens. It's, it's not going to be good for the Jets. So, I mean, they they had, what, four wins last season? I, I could good. ticket them for four this year, too. Yeah, four. I'll, I'll, I'll be fair. I'll set the over-under at five. You know, you know, Vegas has it at five and a half. So. Oh, there you go. So, yeah, yeah, we'll see how it goes for the Jets. Let's keep it rolling, Obed, as we finish out this uh, week. <laughs> Going on to the other divisional breakdown is the NFC East. We'll start with the Dallas Cowboys there. Uh, who won that division last year, finishing 12 and five. I feel like this is a make it or break it year for Dak Prescott and them boys. Um, as we all know, Jerry Jones put so much, there's so much pressure on the Dallas Cowboys being that they are the, the Dallas Cowboys. Um, you know, Amari Cooper is no longer there. So CD Sandy Lamb is clearly the number one receiver with Michael Gallup there behind him. Ezekiel Elliott, I think needs to have a year. Absolutely. Because he, he begged for the bag a couple years ago. He held out. He got it. And what has he done since? Not a damn thing. Now, get it. He was injured. He was hurt uh, quite a bit. I will say that he had did so, played through some injuries. So shout out to that. You know, to him on that. But what have they really done to improve this roster? I mean, you've got two phenomenal pieces on defense and Micah Parsons and Trayvon Diggs. But we know... We know this roster, you know, they, they're pride themselves on that, on that offense. What are the Dallas Cowboys going to look like? I mean, they don't really have, I feel like they don't have to do much to win this, to win this division a bit. I really don't. No. Um, I mean, especially with Washington well, and the New York we'll football Giants. We'll talk about yeah, it. we'll talk about it. But yeah. what, what do you, what do you, what's your outlook for the Cowboys coming into this year? Speaking as a fantasy football analyst, uh, and fan, uh, the RB7 last year, who I believe was Ezekiel Elliott, um, is the most point scoring running back since 2019. Nobody else has scored more points in fantasy football than him. Um, he is still amazing. He just doesn't look as fast or as good as Tony Pollard when Tony Pollard comes out. Tony mm-hmm. Pollard is dynamic, but at the end of the day, who's going to take the beating of going between the tackles? Who's going to take the dirty work of doing all the pass protection? That is all Zeke being a do-it-all. It's hard to say that you have a running back who does it all for you when you put him out there. Uh, and, you know, the rest of these backfields have like three, four guys. Anybody running the Shanahan system has like three, four guys. Uh, so, you know, you are right that this might be a make or, make or break year, especially for him, because I believe that there's a way for them to get out of his contract next year. But it ain't make or break for, for Dak Prescott. He's still got a whole bunch of money <laughs> that they owe him and a whole bunch of years left on that contract. Yeah. Um, the line they got to worry about falling apart. But, you know, I think they have a good shot to be competitive but it's hard when bodies are falling, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Michael Gallup mm-hmm. is injured coming back from, I believe, an ACL injury. He's not ready to go yet. Uh, C.D. Lamb, we think, is going to take a step forward. They didn't pay Dalton Schultz. Is he going to play nice on not having a contract? He's on the, the uh, what's it called, the franchise tag. Um, you know, they're going to probably put a lot more on Dak's plate because mm-hmm. they don't have a lot around them, but they still have Zeke. And if yeah. Zeke is healthy, Zeke can produce. So we'll yeah, see. I mean, and Dak Prescott had a had a great had a great year last season. Um, you should know, have been comeback player of the year. Yeah, threw, threw for over 4,400 yards, the second best of his career, threw for 37 touchdowns, the best in his career with only 10 interceptions. So yeah, yeah. I don't think Dak is the issue. It's just the pieces. The Cowboys always do, you know, I've said this and just to take the words out of Stephen A. Smith's mouth. When it comes to the Dallas Cowboys, what can go wrong? will go wrong is just what the Cowboys are until they make significant or add significant pieces to 
change their uh, change their entire team up. Like I said, I like what they're doing on defense. Like I said, they've got Parsons and 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 Diggs there. Um, even Demarcus Lawrence, you know, um, yeah. uh, Van, uh, Leighton Van Der Esch there. Defensively, I think they're a great squad, um, but they're just. I feel like there's something quite just just something a little bit missing on, on the offense side. Offense the last side. name that was missing is the front office piece. The front office is not aligned. The front office is not focused. It's the Jones piece, right? It's just they're going to – that's what – the, the president and the GM all in one. How many other teams have that? Bunch of jokers. Bunch of jokers. Um, I mean, and it's not really just him. He's just coordinating like a uh, – what is this – what's that movie? Um, Succession. That's the, he basically just uh dude like straight up from the dude from succession. I can't remember his name, but great show on HBO. Uh, you know, they have an offense that's ranked in the top 10, you know, top seven the last few years. So mm. the one thing they need to watch about for is Kellen Moore bolting and becoming somebody else's offensive coordinator or head coach. You know what I mean? Their teams are willing to give a young coach a chance if he's gonna spice things up. He's yeah. proven he can do it with a good uh, set of players. If he does well this year, I don't see a reason for him to stay with the Cowboys next year. So you're right. This is a make or break. They're going to lose. They're going to have some, some departures from this team next year. Mm-hmm. It just depends on where. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's keep it going. Uh, next up, talk about the Philadelphia Eagles who finished thinking the what nine and eight last season. Um, this is an, a, an Eagles team that I don't, is, is not too, too flashy. They didn't make some moves on draft. They uh, trading for um, former Tennessee Titan wide receiver, AJ Brown, which I think is a great help to Jalen Hurts partnering him up on the other side with Devontae Smith. Um, you still have got Miles Sanders, uh, the running back from Penn State a couple years back. Um, defensively, I don't think the Eagles are anything to be scared of. I think you can put up some points on the on, on defensive side on, on them. Um, Jalen Hurts, I think, definitely needs to make some strides here in his, in his third year. I think this is kind of a year to see what he is really all about, what he can do on the field. Had a somewhat decent year last year, throwing for over 3,100 yards and 16 touchdowns. But I think now adding A.J. Brown, you know, healthy Miles Sanders, I think they should be okay. What is your outlook on the Eagles? Um, yeah, I got to echo your sentiments, and they have to take a step forward at the quarterback position if they want to be successful. This team is designed to be able to throw the ball a lot, to be able to run the ball with a whole bunch of dynamic backs between Miles Sanders and Kenneth Gainwell, Boston Scott, guys of that nature. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they've got, you know, Kelsey, their center is injured. I think he went through surgery, might be out for a little bit. They did draft his replacement, I believe. So maybe that kid will get the chance to start. Um, but yeah, there's a the strength of schedule. People have said that the Eagles have the easiest schedule this year. Do I believe that? Mm. I don't think so. There are teams on here that, you know, as soon as you think that they have a chance against, it's a trap, you know? And so while... I very much so think that they'll be able to, to work their way through the schedule. I don't think uh, the Vikings are going to be a slouch. I think the Steelers are going to give them problems. They should be successful. They have all the pieces, a great offensive line, a bunch of a- capable uh, wide receivers. I don't really think much of AJ Brown. I don't know how healthy he's going to stay throughout the year, but okay. they have the slim reaper, right? And Devonte Smith is somebody that's going to be able like to, you, you know, is going to be able to prove to you that uh, guys that small can play this game more so because the refs are making sure you don't get killed. Um, but uh, no, I mean, this is, you know, this is a team that could challenge for first place in this division, but yeah. if, yeah. if Hertz doesn't come out and put a show on, I don't know if they're going to have it. Right. Right. Um, next up the Washington commanders, uh, no longer the Washington football team. Quite frankly, I don't really have much to say about Washington really just because of Dan Snyder. You know, I've, I've echoed my sentiments on him numerous times on this show before. I know Washington, they, they, they traded for Carson Wentz. Um, they've got him there. I, I'm not as big on Taylor, McLaur- Taylor McLaur- McLaurin, excuse me, as, mo- as most other player people are. I don't think he's a top-tier wide receiver in this league. I really don't. Um, but, I mean – I mean, I'll, honestly, I'll, I'll let you speak on Washington. I've never been really one to kind of speak highly of this organization, just merely just because of Dan Snyder and what he kind of 
deteriorated this organization and is always scandal. I feel like surrounding him in the, in the, in the front office. But I mean, as far as an outlook, I, uh, I like Ron Rivera though. I, I wish him well in Washington or in his career. You've got a stud in chase young, but he's recovering from an ACL tear. He suffered last season. So we don't really know when he's going to, he's going to miss at least the opener. I believe they said, um, you know, defensively, I think they're okay, but offensively is, is how much is really Carson West Carson, Carson Wentz. I really have left in him. Yeah, you know, it's tough for me to look at them and feel like this is a confident quality side, especially with the say they have the same issue as the Cowboys. The front office is just trash, you know, and, and at the end of the day, if you're good at the leadership is not there, it doesn't matter that you bring in what seems to be wide receiver factory, Penn State's Jahan Dotson, who people are excited about, Brian Robinson mm-hmm. from Alabama, who people are looking forward to, to maybe taking some of the work away from Antonio Gibson, usurper, usurping some of the work from Antonio Gibson. Mm-hmm. Like you said, a well wishes to Ron Rivera. This is a team that, uh, you know, wants to be able to play good football, uh, be a team that is a formidable opponent. But I just, I don't know. I don't see them challenging to win the division. They did recently win the division, like what, three years ago, I think. Something I think like they were the, yeah. Yeah. Um, they played, they played the, uh, the, uh, they played the COVID season because Tom Brady beat them in a, in a very thrilling game. Uh, yeah. We're, we're, yeah, you know, yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, listen, it's going to be a hard schedule and Carson Wentz is, is booty. Uh, he <laughs> is, there are worse things in this world than Carson Wentz, but I can't name them because they should be called Carson Wentz. Um, Damn, had, tell, tell, tell me how you really feel, son. Yeah. I mean, you had a spark <laughs> when you started and now you're just garbage. Uh, but you mm. know, he's gonna, he's gonna try to revive his career out here, uh, in the district of Columbia. Uh, and yeah. He's Ske- got the pieces to do it. Schedule wise, yeah, but schedule wise, it's it's not a really bad, it's not a really tough schedule at all. You got Jacksonville and Detroit to start off the year. Chicago's mixed in there. Mm-hmm. Um, Houston is in there. Atlanta's in there. The Giants, of course, twice. Cleveland, yeah. So they can they could they sh- they could win some game. I can see them winning seven, eight, eight games. You know what I mean? Absolutely, absolutely. You know, for for sure. If they um, can just go out there and throw the ball effectively, you know, make some plays. Now, do you think we'll see the return of Curtis Samuels, who's been re- injured of late? And how many pick sixes do you think Carson Wentz throws? <laughs> oh man, um, Carson Wentz. I mean, yeah. Of all, so you mentioned Curtis Samuel. Um, he didn't really play much last year. I think he said he was injured. Um, uh, hoping he gets he's, he's healthy this year. But Wentz, he's so up and down. He pretty much his entire notoriety is that one solid year he had in Philadelphia when he was on pace to be MVP. Blew out his knee. The Eagles went on to win the Super Bowl with Nick Foles. He hasn't been the same since. So I'm going to say at least four pick sixes on the year. Um, but again, it's it's Washington. So they're not a sexy team at all. Yeah. No one, I don't think anyone really cares about the Washington Commanders unless you're in you know, the DMV area. Basically. Um, but, you know, they're not, they're not a, a, an elite team that people have notoriety of. So that's just what it is. So, <laughs> you know, but if, anyway, uh, if I don't have anything else left to say about Washington, to be honest with you, we move on. <laughs> there you go. Uh, last, of, last of but not least is the New York football giants. Um, this is a team who uh, is really, really looking for their quarterback to improve. Now, Daniel Jones is going into his fourth season here. They have not yet picked up his fifth year option. Uh, by the way, Obed, mm. this is a 100% make it or break it year for Jones, because if he doesn't do something, I don't think he's a starter in the NFL next season, whether it was with the Giants or not. I really don't. Um, he has yeah. to prove himself. Now, I get it. He has been without his weapons. Saquon was injured a lot. Kenny Galladay was out. Uh, Tony, Kazarius Tony was out for quite some time. So the offense was 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 straight trash for quite some time mm. just due to injury. So I will give him that. But with, if they are all healthy this season and he does not perform, notably where he's throwing at least, let's say, 3,800 yards and 25 to 30 touchdowns even, he might not be a starting NFL next season. So how much do you believe in the story of Josh Allen? Oh, I, yo, Josh Allen's the real deal. Did you, did anybody really believe he could come out here and be what he is today after two years of just floundering passing, like just missing wide open people throwing ducks, right? Like, yeah, run, he could move around a bit, but just Mm -hmm. lack the accuracy. And just when, what happened seemed to finally click 
whatever uh, Brian DeBole was doing was working. And the next thing you know, this kid is out here light show. They can mm -hmm. run all kinds of plays. They can attack all kinds of ways. Right. That kid and Josh Allen had a big arm. Mm -hmm. That kid and Josh Allen could carry the ball. Mm -hmm. That kid and Josh Allen uh, was tough. Yes, sir. You know, I feel like I'm talking about Josh or uh, Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones. You know, I, I feel like I'm I'm telling a story you, of. You, you think they're on the same skill level as each other? Now, you know, I have to go and look up this uh, this stat because Daniel Jones was in the top ten of downfield passes of over twenty yards in the NFL last year, mm -hmm. and this is because Daniel Jones has a big arm. Same things Josh Allen was doing when he was younger. Big boom. This is this is what made Lamar Jackson an MVP, right? Big booming throws downfield, things we hadn't seen before because guys were out here playing a more methodical game. We've been watching chess. We haven't been watching boat races, right? Mm -hmm. So I I I just wonder if your tall, mobile, big arm quarterback. Mm -hmm. Good offensive line. The first thing he did when he came in there was was draft a bunch of offensive linemen and sign some, right? Next thing you do is you make sure you've got wide receivers that you can depend on. I don't know about Wandale Robinson. I don't know about that man playing slot position in the NFL, but he's shot out of a cannon every time they throw the rock to him. So you know, I I I think you, some people need to be on upset alert because if you get competent quarterback play even to just what the schematics are supposed to be. The New York Giants could come out here and hurt a few people on a wow, schedule wow. that is on a schedule that I feel like is, is, you know, again, another suspect, another suspect schedule put together that these guys could, could be a presence in a division that we feel like is not very strong is looking uh -huh. for one team to just take over and lead. Okay. Right. If you have good defense, and you have offense, I think this, they could run their, they could run their schedule pretty easy, right? Like it's the bears are ass, the, the Jaguars, they're going to go give it to you because they know that head coach and they can play against Doug Patterson. Uh, the Seahawks are going to be terrible. You right. Know? No, Russell Wilson there. Right. 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 You, like you've got Houston, Detroit. If they can play, if they can truly play, if you get, now, this is the first year in a long time that Saquon Barkley has been healthy and said he feels like himself again. Okay. If they get uh, there, the pieces are there. I know the coaching is there. You know why? Because Brian DeBole is from the Patriots system. Okay. He's running a tight ship. He's one of the only ones who has been able to go to multiple locations in the NFL and run a tight ship. Mm. Just, just watch out. Just watch out. Okay, I'll say let's set the over under for the Giants win total at five. Okay, are you taking the over or the under? They I'm were at the four. Taking they were at four last year. Okay, I'm taking, I'm the, taking over. the over. I'm taking okay. the over. Okay, yeah. If, if it's just listen, when you it's a real hard way to learn how to play football in today's NFL if you're learning it from uh, Jason Garrett uh, and Joe Judge. Okay, uh, mm -hmm. uh, you know, stupid one and stupid two out here. I don't know <laughs> jack squat about what they're doing when you got young mobile guys and these guys are playing Madden every day and it's a part of their homework. Okay, right. They're looking at film. They are looking at what college is doing. Right, like it's no, it's it's not a surprise that not one but two players from the same school broke the same rookie receiving record. Okay, like there's something in the water. People have figured out how to excel at this version of the NFL very quickly. Mm -hmm. And if you're teaching them how to learn the old way, three cloud, three yards in a cloud of dust, you're going to have problems. Yeah. Even the worst teams can have a six foot 10 freight train Derrick Henry running down on you and a quarterback <laughs> that can run and throw. Right. right so right, like right, you right. got to be ready to play with all kinds of, and they just weren't doing that. Now, if that stuff is starting to be implemented with good players, I will right, we'll see what happens. Just know that I said it. We'll see okay. All right. We will, we will see what happens with the giants, but I, I'll say I'm a little bit skeptical, skeptical. I, I could see Washington being a last place team. We know Carson Wentz is terrible. We know this to be true. Uh, okay. And so right. you, and you think that Daniel Jones can have a better year than Carson Wentz on this squad? I do because there's more talent with Daniel Jones. Uh -huh. I think he's a smarter person in general, right? Mm -hmm. He went to Duke. 
Yeah. Uh, and I think the coaching <laughs> around him is going to be far more creative to keep up with offenses. Defensively, they're going to have to play as well as they can. Yeah. Right? But, yeah. but it, it turns into boat races and they can kill the clock with plays. That if if Saquon is healthy. Yeah, no, you're right, though. Honestly, I like the running back. Uh, let's, let's break it down. As far as from the, aside from the quarterback, the running backs go to the Giants, Saquon. Receivers, I think, favor, favor the Giants as well, too, over, over Washington. Right. Um, and Eve, I, I, you know, I like Logan Thomas tied in in, in Washington. Coming off um, an ACL, when is he going to be healthy? You know, uh, but the Giants, yeah, yeah, right, exactly. So, yeah, the Giants have the running backs and the running back and the receivers. Washington has the defense, but just offensively, who knows? Yeah, Daniel Jones could have a, have a better, better year than Carson Wentz, but hey. We'll see how that goes. Uh, well, folks, I think that is going to do it for us this week here on What's the Word Entertainment. Glad to be back in action once again, and we'll be we'll be back again next week. Uh, Obed, any words for the people before we roll out of here? You know what? We're getting into the wintertime. Uh, football season is upon us. The preseason games have started. Mm-hmm. Take this opportunity to plan things around your life with the loved ones that you love because so many of you are just going to be wasted every weekend watching football <laughs> like a degenerate okay so yes please sir put things on, <laughs> please put things on the schedule for those people that you care about because you know you're not going to see them as much as the time you're going to spend with them Max, i am now will not be leaving my couch as soon as football every sunday from one to eight o'clock at night, I will not be leaving my couch. You know, yes. <laughs> you know. I feel you on that one, Obed. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, thanks. Thank you once again for tuning in. Don't forget to check us out on Twitter at the WWENT for Obed. I am Sherm. We will catch you guys next time. Peace. Peace.